Once upon a time in New York City, there lived a community of fairy tale characters known as Fable Town. The fables who lived there arrived hundreds of years ago after they were exiled from their homelands. Through the use of a magic spell called Glamour, they have protected their secret community from the mundane world. Sheriff Bigby will protect them from each other. We're talking about the wolf among us. Welcome to 3VO. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. And I'm your other host, Brendan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds that love to share our love for video games, specifically by talking about our favorite moments, characters, missions, quests, just everything we love about video games. And if you feel the same way as we do, then this is the show for you. And today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite games of all time, something I believe to be a truly underrated title in the gaming community, The Wolf Among Us. But... Before we get into all that, things being as they are, let's do a quick vibe check and check in with everybody. <laughs> so, Brendan, my friend, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing okay. Um, I've been just filling my spare time with um, a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition, actually. Um, I haven't ever played through it before, and um, our wonderful editor, Garrett, who's also my uh, fiancé, um, got me turned on to it because he's been playing i was like "Ooh, what's this shiny new rpg um so <laughs> i've been playing a lot of dragon age inquisition um what else have i been playing um i was i was just at home for quarantine reasons for like the past week so i had mm-hmm. a lot of time oh i also started playing genshin impact which is a new um it's a new pc and playstation game i want to say it's okay. coming to other consoles. It's a JRPG. Um, it's very much in the same vein as like Breath of the Wild. In fact, I think there's a lot of just outright copycatting of Breath of the Wild. Um, but it's still pretty. It's still pretty enjoyable, and it's a it's a JRPG. So I'm having a good time. Nice. There you go. I think I saw that. I think that like our. I don't know if this is a network thing, but our PlayStation has been doing this really fun thing where it'll just download stuff for us. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Without us trying to select it. Like, I turned it on the other day, and fucking uh, the news, and it was, and it was like, Fortnite was just available to play for us. And I looked at Malia, I was like, you're not playing Fortnite, right? And she went, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So they YouTube'd you. Yeah. And then I think I saw something for that on. But Melly might have downloaded that, though, because that that's totally up her alley. Because she is also mm-hmm. a huge Dragon Age fan. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for Dragon Age. It's another Bioware title, so mm-hmm. obviously it'd be something I love. It's just a little bit too pure of an RPG for me. Mm. That's fair. I get that. Yeah, which is just a personal preference. No problems with the game itself. It's just I I tried, uh, I try yeah I tried it once and I was just like okay this just isn't my game. I feel that for me there's a lot like a lot of content which is cool but also mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that's always kind of my issue with stuff like that. But I also mm-hmm. love stuff like Red Dead. Which I have not played at all. <laughs> um, I've been very, I've I've been very excited this week because um, I finally got a copy of The Last of Us Part Two, mm. and the first Last of Us is one of my favorite games. Um, <laughs> I, I I got the game, and my one of my best friends, David, um, is a huge Last of Us fan. He absolutely loves it. He's the one that got me turned on to the first one. Shout out message, to David. <laughs> yeah, love that guy. Um, he's 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 introduced me to a ton of games. He's also the person to blame for my love for Mass Effect. <laughs> Um, but I texted him and said, Hey, I finally got, Ma- I finally got last of us part two. And he just said, cool, get ready to cry. So, <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, no tears yet. Nothing yet, but I, but it's I, coming. I, oh, it's coming. I know it's coming. It's, it's, I've, I've played for like two hours and it's, it's already, it's so good. It's such a good game. I'm already in love with everything in it. I, I never got into those, like, it's a zombie first person shooter type zombie right? uh, third okay, person. Okay. Oh, third person. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm the whole zombie wave of culture missed me. <laughs> I was wondering about that because I couldn't remember because I was for thinking about future episodes. I was thinking about doing a Left 4 Dead episode, but I couldn't remember if you were one of the ones who got in on playing that with us back in the day. I remember playing like multiplayer going through mm-hmm. um, with like you and uh, Susie, I want to say. Um, shout out to Susie. Shout out to Susie. <laughs> shout out day, I guess is today. Um, yeah, I remember playing two player and being like, what's going on? Shoot the zombies. Uh, okay. 
should I shoot that one? No, it's a witch. Don't shoot. Like that's like, it was too much, too many rules. <laughs> it's a steep learning curve on that game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, since we're all settled in and we've already talked about zombies and our friends and everything else that we need to discuss beforehand, let's go ahead and jump right into talking about The Wolf Among Us. So for those who don't know, The Wolf Among Us is an episodic graphic adventure-based game. It's based on Bill Wingingham's comic uh, series Fables, developed by Telltale Games, and is set as a prequel to the comic book series. Um, to put it in a more broader spectrum, uh, the game is essentially you're taking characters from like the old... Uh, tales of like the the tales of Grimm and Alice in Wonderland and things like that, and you're throwing them into New York City. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, throwing all of those much beloved characters, and just you know throwing like a modern day paint on them essentially, and taking a look at like what would these characters be doing? What would they be up to if they were forced to kind of hide in New York City in a modern setting? Yeah, the thing that, that that I noticed when I first started playing was that I realized that we kind of have another example of taking a certain philosophy or idea and kind of putting it into a real world setting, kind of like what we talked about a little bit with the whole Anne Rand thing with Bioshock, mm -hmm. is that you're kind of seeing what happens after the happily ever after, but mm -hmm. also putting all these like fairy tale creatures into an environment like that, that is as brutal as New York City. Mm -hmm, exactly because one of the whole conceits is that they all came kind of came over from the old world you know they kind of all had it made and they all decided okay we're all gonna go to the some had it made yeah. some you know yeah, well yeah questionable yeah um so like you have like beauty and the beast very notable characters they had it made um mm -hmm. and you have other characters like mr toad who maybe didn't so much have it made um but basically they all decided to come over to new york city um for like undisclosed reasons Question yeah they just all they mentioned is that they were all exiled for some reason but there's never a big mention as to why they were exiled mm -hmm. and a lot of the characters that are um non like non-human passing have to use this uh magic called a glamour to cover themselves up so that they can pass for um humans um instead of looking like a troll out in new york city yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The trolls have to use glamour, right? They're not one of the ones that can just sort of transition mm -hmm. in and out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering um, about that. Yeah. Uh, so, so you play the character of, uh, the big bad wolf, big B wolf. Um, and he's been, he's, it's kind of like a redemption for him because he's been appointed sheriff and he's, his job is to keep the peace and you play as him in the investigation of what turns out to be murder of other fables in Fabletown. Mm -hmm. Which is something I love about it is that it's, this is another one it, similar vein as Mass Effect for us where we're talking about another game that has like a decision based uh, system to it. But that is the main focus of the gameplay is how you choose to interact with characters and how you choose to approach things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. rather than it just being an element of the gameplay like in something like mass effect that is the core mechanic of this game mm -hmm. um and it's executed incredibly well uh, telltale games uh, uh this isn't their biggest title obviously more known for their walking dead series which i also do love it's an incredible series as well um this one just hits me a little bit more special i guess i don't know what it is um i, I love the walking dead series but this one in particular just kind of like hits a certain way um like my notes, literally, I just stopped mid-sentence while taking notes just because I was just loving just playing the game again and going through the story. I just like, it literally was just like, and in New York City, done. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so what is it about it? Is it like the familiarity of some of the characters shown in a new way? Or is it the retelling of these stories? Like what, what do you enjoy about it so much? I think it's that. I think it's an interesting, I, I, it's, it's a... It's a weird thing to say. To say retelling is kind of an interesting point to me because yeah, it's it's it is, but it isn't. <laughs> it, it it yeah, it is, but it isn't. Well, and also it's it's kind of harkening back to some of the way some of these stories were originally told. Like an, an example that I love with um with the character of Nerissa, who is um the uh, the, uh, the little mermaid. They kind of if you go into the bios that they have like in the game, like you can unlock more information about the characters as you go through the game and stuff like that. 
Um, if you go into hers, hers is that is is the classic original story of being abandoned by Prince Eric, I think, and yeah. trying to make herself a mermaid again. But it just kind of takes that part of it instead of her trying to get back into her. Just instead of her trying to go back to the ocean, she ends up going into Fable Town instead. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a re- it's I think more than a retelling, it's sort of seeing what other journey you could take these characters on past their original tales. Like the grungy after story, the grungy epilogue of all of these characters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I think it's the interesting twist on a lot of them, like the big example at the beginning. Um, so there's obviously the two, the, your main character is Bigby Wolf. And then another character in the game is the woodsman who famously um, defeated uh, the big bad wolf to save little red riding hood. Um, but there's a reveal in a bar in the game when you have to interact with the woodsman later where he reveals that he was actually going there to rob the grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's not, it was something I wrote down in my notes though, before I stopped writing notes, um, was that it's in this version of these stories, no one's completely good and no one's completely bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that it actually gives them some middle ground and makes them a little bit more grounded. There we go. To finally answer your question, I think it's that it kind of, in a very interesting way, sort of grounds these um, classic mm-hmm. fairy tales. I hear what you're saying. It's like, okay, all of the all of the would-be heroes, like, not so much. All of the villains of these stories, also kind of not so much. They've been kind of painted this way in the stories that we are familiar with, but, like, here's the real version. It's, like, wicked <laughs> for yeah. all of these stories. <laughs> there's, a, there's a particular bit where you're going through, like, a I think it's like just like a book of all the fairy tale characters mm-hmm. and it's the big picture of everybody. Yeah. And then you go over Snow White and then you kind of hover and if you click on it and you hover over the seven dwarves, uh Bigby Wolf mentions something about just like oh, the less said about them the the, the better. So you also <laughs> have these other hints of just like there's a lot more dark shit going on as well with characters that we don't even see anymore. Mhm. Yeah, who aren't even there. <laughs> yeah. Which I just yeah, I I think it is it's just it's the retelling of everything. Um, and since we've been talking about him, I think we should take a little bit of time to talk about our main guy, Mr. Bigby Wolf himself, mm-hmm. who is just such a good main character. I love him in this game so much. I love his look. I love the voice for him. This voice actor is so good in this game. Um, another another example to me, like like we talked about Mass Effect, where I could just talk about the cast for it for mm-hmm. days. Well, and to. yeah, and even more so than Mass Effect, as you've as you've pointed out, the decision making, the interaction that you have as Bigby with the other characters is the central mechanic of the entire game. There are some like quick time events, some like brawls, but they're really largely unimportant mm-hmm. as far as decision making or as far as, you know, what's unfolding with the story. Yeah, um, those are mostly the, there to get you from like from point A to point B. Yeah, exactly, uh, and to kind of heighten tension, um, and yeah. to kind of feel like you're actually there, kind of fighting with the other guys or or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, but yeah, so when when a story relies so much, or when a when a game, a video game relies so much on that narrative, on that story being the central, you know, component, the voice acting has to has to be there. Yeah. Which it has I to be definitely think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just more on that too, especially with with the way that Bigby is done, is that it's interesting to watch because there is already this history with this character with all the characters of Fable Town, is that they see him as the big mm-hmm. bad wolf mm-hmm. because of his past. And but and you do have that option to still play it as that. You could definitely just barge into a room, bare your teeth, growl at people, and just like demand answers and just like kick your way through stuff. Or scratch and claw your way through stuff more appropriately. But <laughs> there is also the option that I'm assuming we both kind of maybe went down the same road. Is that you can really treat it like... I mean, I don't know how you did it, but I try to treat it like a detective. And just go through, ask questions, look around, find evidence. And like, you know, no pun intended, but, you know, sniff things out, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, did you did you write that down and make sure that you got it into the show? <laughs> Just listen, man. These things just come to me, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> when you're the host, it just it comes naturally. <laughs> wow. Um, I wanted to to bring up something interesting that you said. You said Bigby is such a, a great character, and I love him, and and I agree with you 100. percent 
but i'd be i'd be interested to hear from like other people um how they view bigby because his character and his attitude is influenced by the decisions that you make because you can play him as like the kind of stoic like character you can say nothing in a lot of the responses you can just be silent mm-hmm. you can be like a good guy and you can be kind of like trying to redeem yourself in the eyes of the town which is kind of the playthrough that i did or you can be a total badass and you can just kick ass and take names mm-hmm. so i but the thing is you're in the driver's seat as the player you are forming forming who that character is yes as you play yeah so everybody's big b is kind of their own it's kind of it's kind of similar to mass effect in that way because you are shaping that character's attitude and personality and that's not something that you usually get in video games not often and especially not executed as well in this one like even though we're going to be covering the other games in the future and it's a game series that we love but we talked a little bit about it before we started recording is is that it's with Mass Effect, as great as it is, you kind of have like it's like one set in one direction and and the other set is mm-hmm, just like Paragon mm-hmm. Renegade, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. With this and even with the other Telltale games too, to give them a shout out, is that it's a little bit more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not straight up just like good guy, bad guy responses, is that it's it, it particularly in this one I loved is that a lot of your responses and your decisions were based on just you, the player, paying attention. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a lot of like to kind of mention moments that I love. I love the the, the detective moments of like when you show up to Toad's apartment mm-hmm. and you find out that there was a scuffle that happened there mm-hmm. or um, the hotel room with beauty later on in the game. When you find out uh, where um, the troll that was killed, uh, Lily, Lily, yes, Lily, where, where she got murdered in that, in that seedy little um, hotel room. And you kind of have to go through and do some detective work and figure stuff mm-hmm. out. It's, it's based on how you decipher the evidence and how you look through mm-hmm. things, whether or not you kind of get it right or not. I could and have I'll... played like 20 hours of that game. Right. Like, of just, just the detective, the detective work detective in the game. Stuff? Like, 100%. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I, I figured that would be like where you really fell in love with the game. <laughs> no, I, I those moments are super good. And that, that moment with Toad where you're kind of interrogating him and looking around the room and like confronting him with evidence and saying, mm-hmm. uh, that's not what, that's not what this evidence is showing Toad. Like the, you know, what, what really happened and you're kind of catching him up in his lies. Um, that was so awesome. And mm-hmm. I think that's like the only moment you get to do it in the game. In terms of like something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. a little bit with, with a, one of the Tweedles, a little bit in episode two. Okay. That yes. like light interrogation. Little, but even yeah. that, like no matter yeah. what, no matter, you're just trying to get him talking and you're trying to catch yeah. him. And you're just essentially trying to get him to say something he mm-hmm. didn't mean to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right. But the first time I played through the game and that's in that moment with Toad, um, the first time I did it, I completely botched it and didn't realize that's what the game wanted me to do was to oh, pay no. attention and like decipher. <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I completely screwed up and ended up just lifting Toad up and throwing him against the wall and being like, tell me what I did. <laughs> oh man. That's right. That's as Snow really White funny. and this kid walk out of the bedroom and they're both like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, not, not on the redemption uh, arc. Are you? <laughs> Didn't mean to. I wanted to be, I absolutely wanted to be on the redemption arc. Pardon me. Because, because I was, I was, at that point I was hyper-focused on trying to impress Snow White. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I think we all are. Uh, another, yeah. another one of my favorite characters, Snow White, is so cool in this game. So, so she's, interestingly adapted. Yeah, so she's like, their, their system is kind of like vague, I think intentionally. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way it works is like Bigby is at the bottom of the totem pole and he's just like the sheriff. Above him would be Snow White. She's like, I don't know what her actual title is, but she's like deputy commissioner, I guess. Yeah. And then there's Ichabod Crane, who's like acting commissioner because old King Cole is gone. Has just fucked off for some reason. Exactly. Like but they why. don't, he's, it's not like they're the police force for Fabletown. It's like they're the no. mayor's office and it's all kind of combined into one. Yes. Because Cole, old King Cole was like the mayor of Fabletown and then he's disappeared. So Ichabod is like taking over. 
but he's in yeah. charge of Snow, who's in charge of. It's very confusing, but if, if, I, well, I think if, it's if I remember right, if I remember right, originally Snow was actually ju- official title. Snow was actually just Crane's secretary. Uh, but since Crane uh, sucks his job, she's just kind of right. taking over a lot of the main responsibilities of Fable Town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and doing a uh, doing a fine job too. Doing, <laughs> I I'd say honestly, doing the best she can. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. considering probably the 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 mess that she's received. Truly, because <laughs> it's because you you kind of get the hint throughout the game that things haven't been like you're 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 dumped in the middle of this murder investigation basically. Um, but you kind of get the sense that things in Fable Town haven't been great for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any other favorite characters? <laughs> <laughs> I do. There's a what well, the thing is about like characters in this game is that there's, I mean, there's obviously characters that I don't like in terms of their character in the game. Mm-hmm. You know. But are there characters you love to hate? (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of Bloody Mary. I like Bloody Mary too. I'm fine with that. (laughs) She's so interesting. And again, prime example of just perfection when it comes to voice acting, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. so well done. And just like, again, truly a cool adaptation of a character Mm -hmm. of a classic character. Mm -hmm. But also I like that. It's like it, but also points to that. I like that fable town. It's, it's a mixed bag like we're not just going from the stories of like the of like the mm-hmm. of like the, of like the grim fairy tales mm-hmm. or um can't remember his name but the gentleman who wrote uh uh, uh little mermaid back in the day um, oh uh who mm-hmm. i can't remember guy. his name right now either but that guy shout out I, to that guy <laughs> it's like a super like middle european nordic ass name i can't remember his fucking name I'm going to be upset oh. if we don't actually shout him out the little... No, you're right. It's Hans Christian Aww. Anderson. Oh, that... that, that Hans! Did I get yeah. it? Hans Am I right? Christian Anderson, yep. Yeah, I know you're got right. Got it. Yeah. Finally got there. Garrett, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. leave all that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> he was already going to. <laughs> Good. I want my moment of pride, goddammit. Because uh, I was like, Hans Zimmer? No, that's a composer. Nope. <laughs> And very much still alive. Famous author Hans Zimmer. Well, I got Hans, the little and then that mermaid. took me down the line. All right, look, man, I got there. Eventually. You heard it here first, everybody. Yeah, but it's not. But it's it's not just it's not just the Grim Fairy Tales or Hans Christian Andersen characters or like Through a Wonderland characters. It's a very large mixed bag, and just you know, it's because you have like Bloody Mary, the Jersey Devil, is in it too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I found that very very cool too. Like, those are like what folk tales that they were able to just like pull in and adapt into the story. So yeah, cool like, to see. yeah. Urban legends, if anything. Yeah. Folk tales are urban legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. particularly with the Jersey devil, that is a kind of modern United States one, which you don't mm-hmm. normally get, which is super interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bloody Mary getting adapted into this like badass like hitman. So yeah. cool. Yeah, so like cool. right, basically right hand man. Well, not even right hand man. More like a tack dog for the crooked man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was also very creatively adapted into this game. Yeah, um, and that's I mean, what that's like a, a nursery rhyme character, which you can kind of expect. But when you think of like nursery rhyme characters, I don't know. I think of like the old lady who lived in a shoe, or yeah. <laughs> old Mother Hubbard, not yeah. the crooked man. Like how obscure, you know? <laughs> yeah, or even if you do, it's like. All the old nursery rhymes, even if there's some context within the actual rhymes themselves that make them kind of dark, you think of them as like kind of cutesy and fun. Like mm-hmm, even with the crooked, absolutely. I remember the crooked man from when I was a kid, and it was always like kind of just like a cute little rhyme that you did in like in like kindergarten and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to give it that dark spin to it, especially when you introduce the concept of the wheel that they bring in, that was an actual old school torture device. You're just like, oh shit, that's really interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think the villains are really well thought out and really cool, um, in, in, in this, um, in this game. Uh, there's an unsung hero, though, who's my absolute favorite, who I have to mention, Flycatcher. I love Flycatcher to death. I love Flycatcher so much. Die for (laughs) Flycatcher. He's, uh, so, so sweet. And I don't know if he has eyes, but I don't care. (laughs) I'm sure he has eyes. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> you want to give us a little bit of Flycatcher's backstory, if you know anything like that? So, or? I mean, they don't they don't dive into it too much, but basically in Fable Town, um, now that he's found himself here, he's like a, a janitor, and he used to work at the um, Fable Town office. What do they call it? The business office. They just call it the business office. Yeah, it's the business office. Yeah. Business office. Um, he used to work there, and he got fired by Crane um very rudely and then he's taken up a, a janitorial position on the other side of town um at the office where you find tweedledee and tweedledum mm-hmm. uh well you don't find him there but it's their office um but anyways uh he's just so sweet so unassuming so pure doesn't want yeah. to hurt nobody <laughs> i love just <laughs> just wants to work and that's what i like about him too is that he's he, he's his, his his story as it was was that he was like the frog prince if you look at his oh, little bio in the game. Okay. So that's okay. why he's flycatcher now. But just okay. No, unlike... I figured he was a frog of some kind, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unlike the other people who kind of come from royalty, like Beauty and the Beast and some of the others, he's just kind of happy with his life, it seems like. He just wants to be working. You know? And he just wants to make enough to get by. Like he's not he's he's not trying to he's not trying to get ahead. He's not trying to mm-hmm. maintain his homeland lifestyle or anything no. like that. He's just Flycatcher's just trying to do Flycatcher, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely a favorite. I love Flycatcher. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about some characters and we've talked about decision-making. That decision-making can lead to a lot of really cool moments in the the game as as it as you're taken through it. So what are what are some of your favorite moments from this game? Um, just for an introduction for Bigby himself and just like his powers and that there's a little bit more going on with the character. I love the first fight you have with Woody or uh, more commonly for people who maybe haven't played the game, uh, the woodsman. woodsman. Um, You essentially in classic noir fashion, because this game is very much done in the style of a classic, like detective noir uh, tale. um, You bust into, I think it's the woodsman's apartment, right? It is his apartment. Yeah, It is his apartment. You bust into his apartment because you get a call from toad saying that he's just hearing shit going on upstairs and you walk in on him um, beating a woman, basically. Basically. <laughs> and you as Big B decide to step in and then you have a huge fight and a brawl in the apartment that ends up with the two of you crashing out a window and falling on top of Toad's car. <laughs> Poor Toad. <laughs> I know. But it gives you, it, it shows you, it, it, it's a, really cool intro into the, who these characters are in terms of like, this is the big bad wolf. This is the woodsman. We're dealing with these classic fairy tale characters, um, which obviously you get the hint at because the game starts with the intro that I read at the beginning. But I do think it's a cool intro into the world that we're going to play in is that it's, you know, the woodsman, the hero is drunk off his ass hitting a prostitute in his apartment. Like it's, it's a very, it's a very early on hint of like, all right, we're dealing with, the world of fable, but it's a little skewed. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's this game is about fairy tales, but not what you might think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little, di- just a little different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What's something you like? So, or a moment um, you like from the game? There's, there's a lot of really cool moments. Um, when, when you go to the Jersey devil's pawn shop, you're there to like get answers and find some things, whatever. Right. And it, escalates into a fight and the jersey devil was kind of just this like greasy kind of pawn broker guy um and then he transforms into the jersey devil and i hadn't really thought about it up until he transformed i was like the jersey devil i know that name but like there it wasn't recalling any like image like no imagery was coming to my mind i was like okay he's like a devil guy whatever sure and then when he transformed i was like oh that guy cool (laughs) it was so cool to see this like you know like for visual for anybody out there at home who doesn't know the jersey devil look it up it was like a national Enquirer thing but it's a hell of a look it's a hell of a look look. (laughs) imagine just a skeletal horse like a like a horse skull and then antlers and then just leathery stretched out skin over this spindly body and you've pretty much got the jersey devil gnarly looking guy um, and then you're fighting him and brutally, brutally hurting him too. That's the thing too, to, to, to mention real quick is that all the fights in this game, even though they are just quick time events, essentially, they are brutal as hell. 
Mm-hmm. Like to like to go back a little bit to the fight with Woody. There's a whole section where you he's you've broken his jaw and he's still trying to talk and it's just this really dark moment. And you're just like, fucking ass. Let's talk about the moment because okay, so one of the things is that fables are really hard to kill. Super hard to kill because magic. Yes. Um. <laughs> um. There's a whole moment where Woody is on the street with his own axe in the back of his skull not dead and then um faith walks over puts one healed foot on his skull grabs the axe and starts yanking it out of his head brutal and that's like your first introduction to oh fables are really hard to kill yeah 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 yeah. brutal well and then subsequently you have uh you have a big b turning around and going ah shit he ran off and the first time i'm like ran off (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, but to go, but to bring us back forward again. So first time I played this game, I had no inkling of the Jersey Devil. Oh really? Like yeah. I said, the game I had no clue about. That was never one that crossed my radar in terms of like urban legends and stuff like that. Mm. I was too scared growing up as a kid to look into urban legends and shit like that. <laughs> so none of this came across me. Mm. So they just mentioned like, oh yeah, Jersey, blah blah blah. Then that guy walks in. I'm like, all right, is this like the one normal dude we have in Fable Town? And then he turns into that. <laughs> The most not normal guy in Fable Town. And I'm like, okay, I've already seen uh, Bigby turn into like a werewolf looking dude. I've seen trolls. This is the weirdest fucking thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is super cool looking, don't get me wrong, but I was also, but be, having no inkling of the Jersey Devil, I was like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> Absolutely. It is very jarring if you're not familiar. Yeah, if you got no clue at all. Yeah. Something I like, too, I just thought about it, is, like, that's your your introduction to him, is they, they all just call him Jersey. Like, when they're referring to him, oh, you need to go to Jersey Shop, or oh, mm-hmm. Jersey this, whatever. And at first they're kind of like, okay, whatever, his name's Jersey. Um, which isn't weird, because other characters have been given, like, names that is not their, like known name like their fairy tale name you know yeah like flycatcher uh for the frog prince you know yeah so you're like okay whatever his name's jersey i'll find out whatever character he is later you know um and then and then you find out oh he's the jersey devil and then it all comes together it's really cool but it's nice that the game doesn't go out of its way to like beat you over the head with exposition it just kind of plops you down in there and is very realistic yeah if if, if it needs to drop stuff on you a little bit like you like you have woody the woodsman gives you hints under who he is and stuff like that if it, if it, if, it, if you need context the game is really good at finding those moments to provide it mm-hmm. but other than that yeah like i had to uh there's one of the characters um it's uh what the hell is his name he's one of the trolls not um gren gren yeah i had to look into his bio to go oh he's grendel from beowulf oh yeah, because they show his full uh, name as Grendel, and I was just like, mm, oh, that's where he's from. That's mm. awesome. Like, <laughs> Some of these, I was just like, I accept it, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the most part, I was just, this is the first time I looked, and it's like, okay, who the fuck are you, and where are you from? Like, specifically, <laughs> yeah. like, what's your lore for some of them? But, yeah, getting to find out just, like, by looking into it and going like, oh, that's supposed to be Grendel. That's really interesting and cool that they threw him into the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about confronting the um the big the big bad guy at the at the end of the game the crooked man yeah so we've actually done okay as far as we also didn't give our warning at the beginning like we said for spoilers for this game oh Um, so too late now but spoilers spoilers Um, everybody (laughs) obviously so (laughs) so so that the game's the 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 inciting incident if you will of the game is you get uh, you, uh, Snow White comes to uh, Bigby Wolf's apartment, knocks on his door, says, I, you need to see this. You go downstairs and you find the decapitated head of Faith, who was the prostitute that Woody was hitting at the beginning of the game, on the front doorsteps of the Woodlands. Right? The Woodlands? That's the apartment yeah. complex they all live in. Yeah. Just like sitting there and then it leads you down this path of having to figure out why she was killed, who killed her, and then it sets you into this whole conspiracy conspiracy that's been happening in fable town apparently for years and years and years without anybody really without anybody um 
in the woodlands themselves knowing about so like um so well, at least without snow white and bigby knowing about it mm -hmm. who knows what king cole knows and you're definitely led to believe that ichabob crane knew at least a bit about what was going on but you find out that secretly uh, in an underground fashion fable town has kind of been controlled by the crooked man mm-hmm through extortion, through bribery, through basically any means of control he could possibly get. And it all comes and it all kind of comes to, and it all kind of comes to a culminating moment in which you finally figure out how to get to his um lair and you finally confront him in front of everybody. Which is just mm -hmm. it's such a good moment. I love that part. Mhm. Mm no, he, like exposing everything in front of everybody mm -hmm. is really cool and especially because the game gives you like the ability to like get people kind of on your side because he's also trying to win over the crowd so there's this kind of like mental battle of like battle yeah. of wits that's kind of happening oh sorry you're you're talking about the actual trial like at the witching well oh that too <laughs> but what you're mentioning about like getting the crowd uh, on your side i was specifically talking about the confrontation that is in his lair in, in his the... lair yeah uh, we could totally talk too. about both because that one's I mean, also a brilliant moment. Both are great moments. I, I see what you're saying though. No. Yeah. Also a great moment. <laughs> well, because like you, at this point you figured out that the crooked man is behind everything, mm -hmm. but in your first confrontation with them, he's already trying to respin like what's been happening and who's actually at fault and what's really going on and his role and everything and stuff like that. So it's, it, it, you you never it's the first time you actually meet him in the game you've been hearing about him throughout the game it's the first time you meet him so to get essentially a quick introduction into him that also sort of encapsulates his whole character throughout the game is super super well done on that part to me mm -hmm. absolutely um and having all of his like cronies there too just makes him he feels like this mob boss almost you know yeah um and, and like, you know that he's done bad things, but all of his, like, cronies are there saying, like, yeah, but here's all the good that he's done, too. And it's, like, this very, like, kind of weird moment. Yeah. Well, the game does a good thing, too. The, the, the game does very well as far as, like, knowing when to rely on your outside knowledge of certain things. Because when you first get there, the first person you meet is Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. From Christmas Carol, who is also just... Delightful and very sweet and incredibly well-meaning. Mm -hmm. Who was just like, look, man, this is my job. I'm just here to, like, to walk you to the man himself. And, like, you know, mm -hmm. Snow White didn't give me a job. No one else was hiring me right now. So, like, this dude gave me income. This dude gave me, like, he says it himself. He's like, he gave, he gives us a purpose for those who don't have one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you do catch that other side of, like, where you see why certain fables have been seduced and have fallen under his, again, no pun intended, but fallen under his spell. Um, <laughs> but you also, as, but because you've been dealing with all this for so long, you also, as Bigby Wolf, know the bad side of it, of that. This ends up that, like, for, if for anyone and everyone, they could end up like Faith or Lily who have gotten killed because of what they knew and what they were trying to do absolutely yeah it's it's definitely a, a weird moment the the game does a like a nice job of like making you doubt just a little bit i want to say you know but then of yeah. course yeah um did you want to talk at all about that in between so in between confronting him at the witching well and in between um you know uh, confronting him in his lair there's a beautiful fight between oh, bigby oh. and bloody mary <laughs> just such first of all again to talk about such a cool use of the character of bloody mary and like an interesting adaptation of her powers and her abilities it was so cool because it kept her creepy mm -hmm. which i was like uh, that's one where if you translate it to sort of like a human purely human form can be you could kind of take that edge off of it a little bit but they did a beautiful job with that but the main thing for me within that is the reveal of one Mr. Bigby Wolf's final form, which just is a giant <laughs> fucking wolf. <laughs> final form, Bigby, yes. Uh. Because it's like you get you, throughout the game, you're, with a, again, kind of circle back a little bit. Everything ties so well together in this game. Everything is laid out so beautifully. The story is so well written. And I can't, it's just like, I can just talk about the writing of this game itself again for another hour. Um, but we don't have that much time, unfortunately. Um <laughs> But there's a hint at the beginning in your first fight with uh, Woody, the woodsman, 
about how he says, you know, he's choking him up against like a bus stop post. And he's saying like, I know you're in there. And you kind of get the sense that like, oh, there's another form or something. There's, there's something that he's trying to hold back mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to let on unless he absolutely needs to. And then you get other forms of him throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And because I had figured that, so you get two forms, you get one where he's like, semi-wolfish kind of wolfish yeah. like essentially mm-hmm. he grows a bigger beard and he gets a little hairy and he's got like claws, bigger, like claws and his eyes his like are yellow yeah and his eyes are yellow it's a cool look i love the look mm-hmm. on that part mm-hmm. but then you get like full werewolf he's grown like eight feet tall he's got mm-hmm. shoulders the size of a fridge right he's like he's, hulked out basically he's essentially hulked out yes but like but like a were but like a wolf would be a out. werewolf exactly yeah traditional yeah. like werewolf idea of yeah. bigby yeah and my assumption was like oh that's because they kind of hint it throughout that like mm-hmm. that's going to be the ultimate part so i figured like oh right. so that's got to be like his final form right so right. then because that's the part what in that big fight with the tweedles and bloody mary in the alleyway that's what comes out that's what they get out of him yeah, after and he then, gets shot by shotgun blast like twelve <laughs> times, you know. <laughs> um, Again, Mabel yeah. notoriously hard to kill. Very hard to kill. He hulks out, and then yeah, I I had the same thought. Like, oh, this is final form, Bigby. This is the big bad wolf. This is what we didn't want to have come out. Yeah. And well, then... because the only way that Bloody Mary stops him is she shoots him with a silver bullet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in this later fight, um, in this factory, basically, um. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an awesome moment where so Bloody Mary can essentially break herself off into like a as many other many, versions yeah. of Bloody Mary as she can, and just starts attacking him. And there's a great moment where that form of Bigby gets taken down by like twelve Bloody Marys, and they're just like stabbing him with pieces of mirror and glass and stuff. And then it does a close up, and you just see this big wolf eye open up, and you go, wait, what? And then this yep. giant wolf gets up and just shrugs all these Bloody Marys off, and you're just like. Oh, fuck! How did this get cooler? <laughs> That's a great way to put it, yeah. How yeah. how did he get cooler? And then the, you see this big black wolf. Um, and then, I, I think it's so cheesy, but I also love it at the same time. He huffs and puffs and blows them all down. He literally does the thing that they've all been teasing him about the entire fucking time in the game. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, again, and it's so cool. And again, if, if you read the bio and you look into anything about, like, his mother that they talk about is that he came from a pack of wolves because his mother, the White Wolf, fell in love with the North Wind. Mm-hmm. So that's where he gets that ability from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, oh, I love it. Yeah, that, 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 whole, that whole fight is just... And again, for something that is just quick-time events and button mashing, it's a tense fight. Absolutely. Like, like as a player, even through like this is like the twelfth time I've played through this game. Even as a player, I was sitting there during that fight, just like, all right, fucking focus up. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get this right. Okay, we're not gonna, no, 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 we're, she's not gonna get us. <laughs> That's really funny. It does a good job of making you like really stressed out for some of those quick time events. Yeah, you gotta pay attention. You really mm-hmm. gotta pay attention for stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think it's one that people would assume like, well, it's QTEs and just like pushing the joystick in the right direction, so it's probably easy. And there's there's moments where you're like, all right, did I even need to push a button here? Or could we have just had a cutscene and moved on with our lives? But for the most part, it does a really good job of making it still feel like you're playing a game. Because for I've played other games that are like this, that are purely narrative driven, and they kind of fall flat on the gameplay aspect of it. And so mm-hmm. to be able to still keep up with that part outside of just the main narrative is really impressive and just shows that there's a lot of polish done to this game that I really liked. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jordan, I think we've said all that we can possibly say. I think the audience gets it. We, we really love this game. You should play it, even though we've totally spoiled it. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just play Doesn't the matter. game. Go play. It's, it's still so, so good. Fun. Go make different decisions. Go be a total badass. <laughs> yeah, I would say make different decisions and then let us know how you handled it. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then at some point, maybe we could have a thing where we like revisit and like compare notes or something. Yeah, definitely. And see what other people played it and stuff <laughs> like that. Or revisit where we force ourselves to <laughs> go down the other path that we don't want to go down. I don't want it. <laughs> I know, I know. You know we're gonna, you know we're gonna have to do it with this. We're gonna have to do it with Mass Effect. We're gonna have to do it with Bioshock. It's gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do it. And we're not gonna like it, but we're gonna have to do it we're in some form or fashion. <laughs> um, 
Before we move on, just want to mention something very quickly for anybody who is also a fan of this game has been kind of wondering about uh, the sort of limbo that uh, the sequel has been in because of what happened with Telltale Games as it was. Um, for those who don't know, there was some... I, I don't know the full story. I know there's some issues with management. And so um, as of two thousand, uh, a few years ago, um, Telltale Games announced that they were closing their doors but they got picked up by new investors and they have since reopened their doors. And from what I understand, all the projects that they had announced beforehand are still going through. That includes a sequel to this game, The Wolf Among Us, which had been announced with a very cool video with the cast before um, they shut their doors. But it's, as far as I know, it's still in the works. Um, just to, just to, so a couple things here real quick um, from the website Looper, which does a lot of uh, gaming, uh, does a lot of like gaming news coverage. Um, they see a possible release date coming for 2021 and from the official telltale site, um, that is still, that is still being updated. It's not like it's a dead site. It's still being used. Um, they say Big B and Snow are returning to untangle more mysteries in the much anticipated sequel to one of telltale's most beloved games, The Wolf Among Us. Award-winning voice actors, Adam Harrington, who plays Big B and Aaron Vetz, who, uh, plays Snow White, uh, come back to bring the, the, bring the main character to light. Uh, the lead characters, creative game directors, and composers of the original are back for another trip into the dark universe of vertical fable graphic novel games, The Wolf Among Us 2. So, basically, for, for basically as far as they're telling us, it's the same guys who wrote the first one, same people who did the music, and the same cast. So, hopefully we'll get um, a sequel that is still, with able, is still able to follow the same spirit as the next one. So, anybody who is possibly wondering about the fate of a sequel for Wolf Among Us. As far as Telltale is concerned, it's still going to happen at some point. We just might need to wait a little bit, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> it's it's all we've done all of 2020. A little more won't kill us. Just waiting. We're just waiting. <laughs> it's fine. I'll wait more. It's okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, we've made it to the bonus round. So one of the big things that we've mentioned in The Wolf Among Us is the ability to make decisions um, and, you know, experience some of the repercussions of those decisions. So I thought it would be cool if we play a little Wolf Among Us match game to see how both of us navigated some of those decisions. So we haven't really discussed some of the like uh, small decisions that the two of us have actually gone through. So this is completely like not, um, you know, we, we haven't like, we've, we've never met each other before. You know, I, this is, you know. <laughs> um, well, if it's based but... <laughs> off the matchmaking game that we should have met each other at least a little bit. Uh, Jordan, it's all falling apart. Uh, shut <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to go over some of the decisions and the potential outcomes. And we're going to see if we can kind of, figure out how the other would have made that decision in the game. So Jordan, I'll start off on the first round. I'll give you um, a decision. I'll go over the options and then I'll try to match what I think you did. So I'll give you the decision. You write it down <laughs> and then um, I'll say what I thought it was. And then you can reveal what your answer actually was. Got it. Okay. Cool. Uh, so one of the very first decisions in the game is you see Beauty leaving the Woodlands apartments in the dead of night to go out and do something. And she kind of asks you to keep quiet about it. Not too long after, you see Beast walking out of the Woodlands apartments as well. And he asks you point blank, hey, have you seen Beauty? I feel like there's something going on. So there's four possible options. You can just try to stay out of it. You can tell Beast the truth. You can be silent and let the elevator door just close on his face. Or you can lie to him outright and say you did not see beauty. Write down what you did and then I have to think about this. <laughs> oh no. Don't tell me this marker isn't good. Oh no. Okay, no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to read your mind through the computer. All right. I have my answer written down. Okay, I think that you tried to stay out of it. So I specifically picked the option to stay to out like of it. Stay and then out that, of it. Because it then told them, I'm staying out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you lie? I lied to him. <laughs> I ain't seen shit. <laughs> I ain't seen shit. It was, it, was, it was that or lying to him. I also lied to Beast. Yeah. And 
as well, 59.6% of players lied to people. Yeah, most people did. Most I saw that too. I remember beast. most people did. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't remember how, but I also knew, well, I figured later on in the game that that was going to help me out, which it does because when you run into her again, she's um, yep. mm-hmm. so, so sort of um, running things at that CD hotel you go to when she lets you into the room. Right, right. So, Which makes me wonder what happens if you don't cover for her. I'll bet you 10 bucks you could probably just... There's another option that happens. You barge your way in or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> or, you could, okay. or depending on how you're doing your wolf, you could probably sweet talk her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so the next um, major decision is um, you're given a choice to go to one of two locations. Um, you're going to have to go to both eventually, but um, you're given the choice to go to Toad's apartment because he's just called and said... Hey, there's somebody running, like running through stuff up in Woody's apartment, and like I'm, I'm scared, basically. Or you can go to Lawrence's apartment, who is the um, husband of Faith, who has just been unalived, um, and you can like go check on him because you saw him in the mirror, the magic mirror, and mm-hmm. things didn't look good. And you're given given the choice between where you go first. So I'm going to write down what I did. Um, okay, you're going to write down what you did. I'm going to write down what guess. I did. Okay. You're going to guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I am ready. You're ready? Oh, man, this is a tough one. I would say... I would think you would see the immediate trouble with Prince Lawrence and you go to his place first. Okay, so your answer is that I went to Lawrence's house to see what was going on there. Yes, you went there first. Okay, my answer is Mr. Toad. I went to Damn Mr. It! Toad's. <laughs> I second guessed it. I should have gone Toad's. It's okay. No, because like the thing with Mr. Toad's apartment was that the guy was there. And I was mm-hmm. like, immediate danger. I have to go save Mr. Toad. <laughs> right. Well, here's the cool thing about that then that I can tell you about. You can save Prince Lawrence. Right. You can save Prince Lawrence. So, uh, spoilers, everybody. Um, uh, if you go to Prince Lawrence's house first, you can prevent his death. If you go there after Toad's, though, he's already dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And, so- and, and one of the Tweedles has already shown up to try to cover shit up, so... Mm, gotcha gotcha okay uh so next question uh it's it's a it's another one of two choices mm-hmm. um when you go down to the pudding and pie which is the strip club who's owned by georgie porgy you can confront him and choose not to hit him or you can choose to 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 beat on him so that is the question. What decision did you make? Did you hit Georgie Porgy or did you not hit Georgie? All right. I have my answer. Okay. I'm going to go with... You usually play, like, a nice guy. So I'm leaning towards... You didn't hit him. However, I think that Georgie Porgy kind of deserved it. And I even really struggled with this decision. I didn't hit him. But I think you might have. I'm going to go with you hit him. You think I hit him? Yeah. Did you? Did didn't hit him. him. Really I, wanted to, though. Really wanted to. I really to. wanted to. <laughs> really wanted Did you, um, su- like, sub sub question, did you smash any of the stuff? I didn't smash the stuff me either. either. No, I was, going, I was going purely for... I definitely made it look like I was gonna. And I definitely... <laughs> I threatened... Because there is an option you could threaten to start breaking shit. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. definitely did that. <laughs> nice. Okay, set up for the the last one. It's the last big decision of the game. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Okay. So you've put all the clues together. You fought off all the bad guys. You get to the end. You've confronted the crooked man. You bring him before all of Fable Town at the business office. And you know, it can be a little different depending on what other smaller decisions you have leading up to that. But essentially you get to the end and you can imprison him forever, you know, indefinitely. 
Uh, you can rip his head off, uh, is an option, or you can yeet him into the witching well. <laughs> yeet him into the witching well. I remember when that dialogue option came up. Yeet into witching well. <laughs> yeet into witching well. Don't you remember? <laughs> Since this is our last one, this is your game. You tell me if this would butcher everything or not. Should we go ahead and just guess for each other for the last one? Uh, sure. If you Why want not? to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we'll both write down, we'll both take turns guessing for the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm okay. going to write down my answer and you write your down your answer. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'll 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 guess first for you. Okay. Uh, the thing is, I'm trying to decide if we did the same thing or if we did different things. <laughs> we tend to play these games kind of the same, so it wouldn't shock me. I think you imprisoned him. So you think? Okay, so to, to clarify for the storyline, I didn't throw him into the witching well. I didn't rip his head off. I let um let him live. And I let him live. Him. But let the witch turn him into a crow. Is that how they imprison him? Since you know, I'm going to guess that that's probably what you did. <laughs> well, you are correct. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Turn that motherfucker into a crow. Did you not get that option? Uh, why don't you guess for me first? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, just based on that, um, <laughs> and knowing how he, oh, I don't know then. If you didn't know that was it, or is there something else that can happen? I don't fucking know. I don't know. We might have to unpack this a little bit. We might need to unpack this a little bit, which is fine. <laughs> well, then if you didn't, you didn't go that, maybe you just didn't go that route. So I would say you threw him down the witching well. Yeah, I yeeted him in the you witching well. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what the wow. lead up. I don't. I yeah. I listen. I didn't feel good about it, but the lead up for that like last decision was like, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I like timed out and like was silent by default for an option. But basically, mm -hmm. the crooked man like made made an like an attempt to like. Um, he was handcuffed, so he like roped. Yes. Me by the okay that happened for you too. Yes. Oh, okay. So then he like, there was like a tussle, right? And then you go over mm -hmm. to the witching well and he's like over it. And you have the option to yeet him in or, or the other things. Yes. Okay. So that's the same for everybody. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, at that point I was like, man, if you had to just tried it, I'd have let you live. I right. imprisoned you. We'd have been cool. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> and then I yeeted him in the witching well. Which is, to which is totally fair. But I was thinking about the fact that you had, at least as far as what we were concerned, all the major players of Fable Town right there. Mm -hmm. And I knew that at this point, especially, I was praying for a sequel because I already loved the game. So I was concerned about that decision affecting what Big B Wolf standing would be in Fable Town later on. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I mean, awesome. I wanted to rip his head off. <laughs> didn't you yeah no i was I like really okay, want we're, to we're done i was like we're done at this point nah bye <laughs> to which i totally understand the decision but yeah so to to fully clarify then um if you go the route of imprisonment um do you do that same sort of like time cut where it's going to where you're saying goodbye to whoever it is you're sending off to the farm later uh -huh. in the game uh -huh. and as you're heading down you come Wait, across is that different does that does that oh yeah, that can change depending on some of the decisions that you make. Wait, so I didn't Yeah, who you send to the farm can kind of change. Oh, uh, I have anxiety about this now. <laughs> Cuz I would have rather sent the people that I didn't send. <laughs> I think no matter what um Toad and his kid go. I think that Oh, no matter, no matter what? what. I think um, no matter what they go. It's whether or not you Colin find goes? a way to get Colin to go or not. Oh, I didn't get Colin to go. I sent Colin. Oh, you did? I love Colin as a character, but at that point, I was just like... At that point, I was looking, I was like, he's kind of abusing this relationship a little bit. No, definitely. And I thought it would come up at some point that Colin would be like, you know what? You're right. You've been a nice guy to me, but I'm going to go back to the farm. You, you're you right, 
Mr. Yeah. Big B, and he would go. Yeah. Didn't happen though, and I was like, ah, I regret everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so the next thing we see him, isn't he like dragging like beer into your apartment or some 100%, shit? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, but on your way down to go say goodbye to everybody, going to the farm, you run across um the I can't remember her name, the witch. Uh, Mama Greenleaf. Granny Greenleaf. Granny Greenleaf. Granny Greenleaf. Mama. Was it? Yeah. Mama Greenleaf. Yeah. yeah, you come up to her and she's just like, yeah. Crooked man's going to the farm too, and she holds up a cage, and it's just got a crow in it. Oh. And, and and you can kind of be like, you can be like, oh, you look different there, crooked man. Because like, <laughs> because he's See, a crow. Okay, well, if I had known that was the option, because my my thought too was like, I don't want him doing his CD underhand, like you know, black market stuff from prison, because that's the kind of guy he yeah. is, and that's what he would do. Oh yeah, no, because that's the whole thing is that like they don't want to kill him, but they don't want to allow him to keep trying to pull his bullshit. Mm-hmm. So now as a crow, he can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that was a lot of fun, Jordan. It was cool to see kind of where we differed and where we kind of thought differently of each other. That was fun. This is a game we got to hold on to for the future, man. I love that. That (laughs) For any decision, for any decision making games, I think we'll definitely hold on to this one. Well, I think we should pull it back up for whenever we get to do Wolf Among Us 2. There you go. Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for hanging out this long. Tell us what you thought of The Wolf Among Us. Did you make the same sort of decisions that we did? Did you yeet? the crooked man into the witching well what did you do let us know in the comments below and if you have any ideas for future shows that we should do you can drop us a line at 3vo podcast team at gmail.com and give us your ideas you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram at 3vo podcast make sure you like comment subscribe to our show and we'll see you next time 